and maintaining the check me out listen uh life's a gamble although the stakes are heightened i can handle any darkness that tries to penetrate my light is ample set the right example my doctrines are divine i live life on this earth to complete what's assigned my mission given i was worth the same year as it was written i've been faster intermittent to strengthen my intuition but fuck and sometimes shit you'll run out of luck behind my dice roll from dominoes to maestros to completing life goals my price rose as soon as i decided to never ever be misguided i know niggas that's indicted from the shit they confided with their best friends until they seen that paperwork writing life's a bitch this connection is the price of bliss so elation often leads to paths of righteousness i confess a nigga woke up feeling blessed no stress with the freedom to express but shit was that. i wake up every morning thinking what i'm about to do today it's gotta be a better way to maintain the price of fame life is like a dice game yeah we here again the ugly franco show on a tuesday night sounds about right got the mic got the light it's my time it's actually our time anybody that's listening to this is our time so uh yeah welcome to the show thanks for showing up uh fuck this one's gonna be a bit heavy-handed you know it's gonna be a little bit maybe not heavy-handed but it's gonna be heavy you know, um, this one's kind of like a, you know, sometimes I don't really feel like being funny, you know, sometimes I just feel like being a dude and us humans, man, we don't like, I don't like you can't, you can't try to label a human being as a certain thing. And sometimes I feel like people think that and maybe even I think that I have to be a certain way all the time. And you don't. You don't owe anybody anything. So I don't owe anybody, um, you know, laughs right now. I owe myself to be real, if that makes sense. It makes sense in my brain. I don't know if I made it make sense in words. But, like, I owe it to myself to be real to myself. And I feel like... I just want to wrap up my year kind of and even though it's January now um there's been some stuff going on in life around me that I just kind of feel like doing a more serious type podcast you know so um I'm gonna do my best to not make this like sad as fuck I'm just gonna try to be real so really I'm doing great um you know, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that my life is a roller coaster. It's crazy. Um, I'm on probation, so you know, I'm like that sucks. I don't want to fucking do that, but I'm doing it how I'm supposed to do it. I found myself in this predicament, um, and I'm not gonna let anybody try, you know, hold me down. Even though I'm being held down. And that's just how I feel. I don't feel free. And that's just how it is. Like, And even in that, you know, I still do whatever I want all day long. I still, like, I, I work at Domino's because I want to. Even though I need to work at Domino's so that I can do classes during the day and drug testing in the morning. So I need to work a nighttime shift. I don't want to do that, but yet I want to do that because I need to do well in this area of life that I found myself in. 
you know, um, I do a podcast because I want to. Nobody told me, you know, through the years, people have told me, you know what, Josh, you're kind of good at talking. Sometimes it's bullshit, but you still make it entertaining. So people have told me, you know, you should try you should start thinking about doing something in in that area but nobody told me do a podcast or this is gonna happen you know i just did it on my own i just felt like i wanted to talk so i'm talking so i'm doing what i want you know there it's about you know sometimes you got to look at life in certain looking glass like don't look at it the way um usual you know like let me start over don't look at it like what can't i do look at it like what can i do you know so i i can't do certain things like smoke weed you know drink um i can't leave the state uh you know but i can do my best to improve every single day I work out, um, so I can make my mind stronger. I can make my body stronger. You know, on the days that I don't get a guest on here, sometimes it's because I couldn't find anybody. Does that mean I can't do a podcast? No. That means I can do a podcast with myself and with the people listening, even though there's no feedback from you in this moment right now. It's just me in this apartment and this cat that has nothing to do with anything but um yeah so uh yeah i like looking at life that way i think some people call it like a glass half full type of perspective but don't get me wrong i still do get bogged down some days you know when i get home from Domino's at three in the morning four in the morning and then i check the website at 4:45, the probation website to see if i have to go pee in a cup for a grown man like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, man, fuck. I just got home. I just want to go to sleep. But I have to wake up. I have to get up. Maybe not wake up. I'm, I'm awake. I have to go to do this thing. I have a responsibility. I have an obligation. You can't deny that stuff. Um. Yeah, you can't, you can't let your situation take over your energy because not everybody's in a situation like me but everybody's got stuff you know maybe you get you know I don't know I don't know maybe you get into a car accident like our boy Hinoa. um I was supposed to do a podcast with him this month we've been snapchatting and uh I'm pretty sure that wasn't in his in his cards. You know, that that wasn't in his plans. But uh now his family has got some heavy stuff to deal with. And his friends do. And there's a lot of people that I feel like were closer to him than me. Um but he was a good guy. You know, I really want to enforce upon the people listening that uh you gotta love people around you and that was one of the guys 
that I've met in my life that just had a light around him. Like his like aura. When you see him places, he just stood out. I mean, he was also 6'4", like fucking 285 or some shit. So he literally stood out quite quite literally. But also his like his smile, the way that he carried himself, how he talked to people, how he treated people with respect. Um, you don't find a lot of people like him, you know? I just feel... I just feel like it's unfortunate that more people didn't get to experience him. And, uh, yeah, that shit sucks. It's fucking hard. And I see a lot of people on the internet, you know, reaching out and saying, here's a, here's a, uh, you know, people are putting out the, uh, link to his GoFundMe page and they're raising money to send him home so his family doesn't have to. Uh, deal with that on top of the emotional stress and sorrow that they're feeling so that's awesome and that just is another testament of how he lived his life you know other people are willing to stand up and say we're going to do something for him and he can't even receive it so that's he was just one of those dudes man he was just one of those guys one of those people there's a lot of people that probably would have done anything for that guy and in return, he, he'd be there for people, you know. So, uh, yeah. When when stuff like that happens in life, you got to feel how you feel when you feel it. Do not try to run away from that feeling. And right now, even though, like I said before, I was not one of the closest people to him. You know, he's got a lot of more friends. Maybe somebody listening to this that, they're over here like, who are you, Josh, to fucking talk about my boy? You weren't a day one. No, I, I knew him for a short period of time in my life. But if you're one of those people that just kind of feels empathy for a situation, um, I think you owe it to yourself to feel how you feel when you feel it. That's as, I can't put it in more... I can't say it more straight. If you feel sad, feel sad. And, uh, you know, I feel sad. I feel like this is hard. You know? I've had people lost. I've lost people. It's never easy. But when you lose somebody special like that, that you saw a future, like he had a future going on. He was doing the right thing. He was doing it right. Like it, it, it it's it's just kind of harder because you're like, wow, man, he wasn't, he wasn't just one of those like people that's like, oh man, he's gone. Like this one's gonna be felt for a long time for a lot of people, especially people closer to him than me. So, but I still feel you know sad about it, and uh, you know, it's rough. So that's why I kind of wanted to do one of these podcasts. I just kind of wanted to talk about how I feel, and it it's not going to be, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to just get bogged down by these feelings because the sun still goes around, like the earth still goes around the sun, like the sun will rise, you know, like time doesn't stop just because you feel sad. You can't lay in bed. You gotta you got responsibilities still in your life, you know. That person wouldn't. That person that you're feeling sad for wouldn't want you to just shut down they want you to 
go fucking hard. I feel like, you know, you're not doing them any justice in being a bitch and laying around and being like, fuck, dude, what do I do now? I don't want to do anything. But at the same time, don't ignore your feelings because you're still a human. And if you ignore your feelings or try to mask it with some sort of thing, like just getting fucked up, or like getting high as shit all the time. Like, you're not really dealing with your feelings. You got to deal with them because it will come out in another way inappropriately later if you don't deal with them in the appropriate time. So, yeah. Um, now I have this kind of platform and like this thing. I didn't want to have a guest today. I just wanted to do this. So, yeah. R.I.P. Hinwa. Um. You know, in uh, now that that's kind of now that I've kind of taken care of that, I think I wanted. I was thinking about what I would title one of these. You know, if I did one of these just alone, talking about something serious. So one of the titles that I came up with was like painful intro speculation, and that sounds. Like, it's going to, like, hurt you. But sometimes it doesn't, you know? Sometimes you got to look at yourself to help yourself, but it still hurts in the moment that you're looking at yourself. And I've been in those moments, like, a lot of times in my life. Um, When I, I graduated high school and I was going to run track at Colby Community College, I got, like, a full, you know, track scholarship to go there. No academic scholarship because I was super lazy, didn't do any homework at all. <laughs> uh, I barely showed up to class when I went to college. But I, I did it for a year. Somehow survived a year. And uh, at the end of it, I really found myself in pain. I did not like it at all. I wasn't having fun. I wasn't... I didn't feel like that was where I should be. So I dropped out. Uh, I moved home took all my shit and then three months later I took all my shit again and went to Colorado Springs I didn't really know what I was doing at all I just I just felt like I had to go be my own and I couldn't be my own with my parents because at that time in my life me and my parents were you know you know when you get out of that like high school age and you can't figure out what you're doing maybe some people don't have this but there's a lot of people that do because I've talked to people so I know people feel this like you you kind of can't you know your parents want to take care of you and they want to help you and they want to love you and that's just what their your parents want to do and but you don't feel like you're actually growing you just feel like you're getting your needs met like you your parents would die for you pretty much like they will buy you food every single day they will give you gas money until they're out of money like they will just take care of you because you're their kid and they love you so much but you for you you're not growing at all and that's how I felt coming out of college I thought I was gonna you know coming out of high school I thought I was just gonna go run for forever I was gonna run until my legs fell off you know and then I didn't I didn't want to anymore I was like fuck this is hard I'm not the fastest I wasn't the slowest but who cares? Uh, I hate school. I hate homework so much. I don't even want to do what I was going to do. I was going to be a PE teacher. I definitely don't want to do that. And I just feel like totally like, like 
lost. Like, I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. So, um, I just had to go. I just had to, you know, go to Colorado. When I was in Colorado, even more hard shit came at me. Like, I lost my possessions the first day. My car engine blew up. And I had to leave my trailer on the side of the road 45 minutes away from uh, Colorado Springs. And when I went back for the trailer, like three hours later, someone had hitched it up and took it. There was no lock for me to put on the hitch. I locked the door, but if you got bolt cutters, you could open it. So, you know. But they just said, fuck it, we'll just hitch this whole thing and take it all. So I lost everything. It was my bed, speakers, laptop, clothes, longboards, bunch of candles, uh, everything. I In the back of my car that was at a shop it was like a firestone shop getting analyzed of you know uh what the why did the engine blow up getting it checked out there was looks like a box of underwear and socks there was some shirts hanging up there was two pairs of shorts not even a pair of pants two pairs of shorts one of them was khaki and one of them was like athletic uh i found identity in my shit so when I was there a couple days later on my own and my mom wasn't there and my dad wasn't there and of course they were concerned they were calling me saying hey how you doing you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine like I plan to move and fucking make millions on my own so when it totally fell apart of course I had help but I was mainly you have to do that shit alone you know you're gonna fucking ball out alone or and you're gonna die alone you're gonna fucking be there sitting in a room on a floor mattress on the mattress on the floor looking at nothing and wondering where where did i go wrong in this well what's the point of this what the fuck is this gonna do to help me you know i remember thinking at that time like i was talking to god i was like god why is this happening and a lot of people ask that question to God, especially in times of pain. What is the point of this? And in the moment, sometimes you're like you're. It's you're not gonna find an answer right there. You have to just keep going and keep moving on. And then maybe in a couple months, however long it takes, a couple years maybe, you can look back and say, "Oh, I needed to learn how to be strong because I was a little bitch." I had been taken care of for 19 years. God needed me to restart. He had to unplug the Wi-Fi router and plug it back in so that maybe a different connection could be found. Uh, that was hard, but a lot of people have gone through harder. So, you know, I failed for seven months there. In Colorado, I didn't find what I wanted. I wasn't a millionaire. I was paying the bills. I was I was living with my cousin. I was, uh, you know, doing exactly kind of what you're supposed to do. But I was 19, so I didn't feel like I was being a 19-year-old. I felt like I was being 40. I'd go to work, come home, sleep, wake up, go to work come home, go out and get groceries maybe, come home, 
put the groceries away, go to sleep. Like, what kind of life is that, you know, for a 19-year-old who's like me, freaking spaz. Like, I'm an ADHD-type dork, you know. I needed, like, some sort of outlet. Uh, I was running and stuff, but then once the cold hit, I wasn't working out because I didn't want to pay for a gym membership. And I was super insecure and uh, underdeveloped, so I didn't want to go anywhere alone because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like somebody was going to see me and just see right through me because I was starting to see through myself. I had put my identity in running. I had put my identity in things and the people around me. And when I had no things that I was proud of, I just had things that I could get by with. I wasn't running. Nobody cared about how athletic I was at the work site. Uh, I was still, my brain was still developing, so I couldn't really, like, think. Uh, so Sometimes the way that you need to, I couldn't think, how do I say it? Like, I could think straight when I wanted to, but in practical situations, I had no common sense. Um, You know, so it was rough. It was really rough. But I found myself, well, I found parts of myself in that time of my life. And I realized I wasn't ready to be alone. I wasn't ready to live in this million people city with no direction. So I made the call, came back home, and I started, I, I'm just not going to lie. I really mainly was smoking weed, just smoking weed. That's it. I remember I got my paycheck from the job that I was working at, and uh, I was selling cars. And then I went back home and just started smoking weed. I never smoked in my life before, so it was, like, totally new. I remember I texted one of my friends the night that I came back. I was like, hey, man, can you give me, like, a bottle or something? Because I, I had turned 20 by the time I came home. I was like, dude, can you give me a bottle or something? And he was like, I, I don't have any alcohol, but I could get you a blunt. I was like, give me two. He was like, <laughs> okay, little Joshy. You're going to learn today. So I get the weed and I go out in my car like 12 o'clock at night. I light it. I, he had to roll the blunt for me because I had no idea how. And I remember taking like four or five hits and then like coughing terribly. And I think I threw up on the side of the road, like on some fucking dirt road in Lexington. And uh, I threw up <laughs> and then I... Popped a piece of gum in, and I sat in my car just, like, processing. Like, six hits at maximum. Could have been less. Not even half the blunt, for real. Oh, my roommate's home. Was cracking. Say hello. Yeah, I'm doing it along. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Jonas is home. Uh, ah. Anyways. What are we talking about? I might take a break. Just until. Okay, we're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I took like an hour break because my roommate got home. And I don't want to talk about this stuff with him just like listening. And even though he doesn't really listen in on stuff that I do, I just didn't want to. So, for me, it's been an hour. But for you, it's been 0.3 seconds. So, uh, I kind of forgot what I was talking about or where I was in the story. So I'm going to uh, think about it real hard for two seconds, and it's going to come to me. All right, watch.
coming back home smoking weed. All right, it has to be right there because I don't remember talking about anything else. So, yeah. Um, and something I was thinking about over the break. I was at first I was like, hey man, you're getting a little too wordy. People don't want to listen to these long ass stories. But I don't give a fuck. And also, I had, I had a different thought that was like, you know what? The nitty gritty is the, what's interesting about people's lives. People write books with a lot of words so that they can intricately say what they need to. Uh, yeah, so that's what this is. Um, I don't write books. I just talk to nobody. Anyways, alright, so yeah, um, I was smoking weed, just chilling, had no point in life. Uh, I remember in a point of smoking weed, so like, I grew up a pastor's kid, and pretty much everybody around me all the time talked about how doing drugs and alcohol would only lead you down one road. It didn't talk about the things you would learn. They Nobody talked about how much you would learn about life and about yourself when using substances. Um, cause I feel like I fucking, like, I like weed. Like, I really like weed. Uh, I pretty much smoked weed every day for three years. From, like, 20, the first day that I smoked, I smoked every single day after that, for sure. Unless there was, like, a day or two where I, like, didn't, you know? But pretty much for three years, I smoked every single day. Um, I fucking like weed. You know, I got a ADHD-type brain. I needed to like catch up quick and develop and weed really helped me do that for real. Um, it made me ask questions. You know, that's a good question. Thanks for asking. How did weed help you develop? You know, it really, um, you know, thinking back on those first times, it was fun for sure. I loved being high, but also I had to ask questions that I've never had to ask before. Because when you get blasted as fuck in the middle of nowhere on a country road, you got to try to drive home. That's the next step. Uh, so you have, I've never had to ask myself, can I drive right now? Of course I can drive. You know, I've been sober for forever. But now I got to ask that question. Can I drive right now? Like, you know, stoned as flip. Just like fucking... Chichin chonged out with my eyes like barely open. I'm like, dude, can I drive right now? Like, am I physically able to see where I'm going with 0.7% of my eyes working? You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I would go home and usually I would like not sleep very well. And I remember the first night I kind of got home. I didn't really smoke enough to just like get zon like get zooted off my ass and then just pass the fuck out. Um, I remember going home and trying to like stumble around my kitchen while my parents were asleep because it was like one o'clock when I got back, two o'clock when I got back. Nobody's awake, and I was trying to like quietly walk around and tiptoe and giggle to myself and look for food and then go back to my room without spilling any of it and then eat it. And, you know, it was fun. Like, I just remember having fun that first time. And then soon after that, you start, you know, you want to do it again. You want you want to, like, when's the next time I'm going to do that again? 
I think the next day I woke up and did it again. I'm just pretty. I woke up at like 12 or whatever. I didn't have no fucking shit to do. I didn't. I I started a job like a month after I got home or a couple weeks after I got home. So for a good two weeks, though, for sure, I was literally just smoking weed whenever I could, just doing nothing. And it was. I loved it. It was so awesome, dude. You know, I never went through that stage of trying to hide it from my parents because at this point I didn't give a fuck if they kicked me out. I really didn't. I didn't have anywhere else to go. But if they would have been like, hey, Josh, uh, we fucking smell you, little skunk ass boy. You got to get out. I would have been like, okay, I'll figure something out. Because I knew how to get jobs. I knew how to work. I'm good at working. I got good at that point of, you know, up into my life. You know, you just get a job somewhere. Uh, it doesn't really matter what it is because it's money and stuff like that. So, yeah, I could do that. So I wasn't really worried. I didn't care. If they found out, fuck them. And so, uh, you know, I, I did that whole summer working at the city of Lexington, just smoking um, and mowing lawns. It was awesome. I fucking loved it. I'm not going to name drop any people, but me and those dudes that I worked with at the city of Lexington had, like, a ton of fucking fun. <laughs> we would go to work in the morning, and uh, <laughs> we'd get there to the... We worked at the cemetery in Lexington. We'd get, to, we'd get to the cemetery, and the grass would be wet some mornings. So we would, you know, kind of decide, all right, so should we mow for a little bit to make it look like we were working and then roll a blunt and then smoke it? Or should we smoke the blunt and say the grass is too wet? So having those kinds of conversations with your friends, trying to avoid work but yet not get fired, that's a thin line. (laughs) I'm really not trying to... Uh, you know, we're really not trying to work our hardest, but yet we're not trying to get fired because we don't want to do anything else. Because it's too easy. City work is too easy. They'd send like four of us out there to the cemetery. It could have been about one or two people out there. <laughs> they sent four of us. And we were all just stoners. It was awesome. So yeah, that was that summer. Um, I like to ask myself the big questions. Like, what did I learn from that summer? You know, I feel like I learned a lot about myself because, like I said before, I had to figure out how to drive high. Um, The next part was how to hide how you are obviously living. Like, I am 100% doing one thing, and I am also 100% trying to hide what I'm doing. So I've never really been in that kind of situation before. Um, Basically, I've been one way up to this point in my life and I have been transparent about that one way you know everybody lies about stupid shit like I remember my senior year of high school uh, I was dating a girl I wasn't lying about dating her but I was lying to my parents about when I was going to meet her and where so I would tell them I'm going to go do something and then I'd go do a completely different thing with her um, it wouldn't always be like you know just sitting in some fucking dirt road making out and shit but that's what it was a lot of the time So I had to lie about what I was doing then. So I would lie to them about, you know, where I was or who I was with. I'd say I'm going out with my friends and then I'd actually be with her. So that's a lie. But it wasn't straight up 
um, just lying and, you know, hiding so much. It was mainly like, oh, well, who cares? And that's how I felt anyway. So, uh, yeah, I remember hiding a lot that summer in cornfields. <laughs> you know, I'd go out. I had like a four-wheel drive Jeep. It was still like a seven-passenger. It was like a minivan Jeep, like a square minivan pretty much. So we'd go out in the cornfields and like we wouldn't drive into someone's fucking corn, but there's like those little alleyways in cornfields that you'd like hide out in, you know, and we'd smoke smoke blunts out there. And it was so much fun. I remember having like a lot of conversations with the people that I was smoking with and I liked those conversations. I liked how my brain was processing things differently than I always have. It was slower. It was more concentrated. Um, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of times where we were just talking and then five seconds after we stopped, we'd be like, what did you just say? You know, of course, because that's what we does. But there was a lot of times where we would get going, you know, and we would just kind of talk and we'd be on one topic for hours and we would just get fixated on that and whatever it was i just remember liking how i did it how my brain was processing it um after that summer fast forward smoked the whole summer worked the whole summer i go to i, I pretty much just pack up my shit and go to carney um I lived on some of my friend's couch. They let me, they were nice enough to let me just kind of move in with two duffel bags and nothing. Uh, they got me a job at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was still smoking, still just chilling, working at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I learned after a while that, number one, I was still uncomfortable. I was doing pretty much what I wanted all day, every day. Even if going to Buffalo Wild Wings sucked, it was still, you know, I didn't do any homework. So, fuck yeah. I was still going to Buffalo Wild Wings high as shit. Just smoking every day, doing whatever I want. So, booyah, you know, fuck yeah. And I had no responsibility. I would just pay my bills to, you know, I, be, I pretty much had no bills. I think I had a phone bill and I would pay the guy's rent. You know, I would help them with the house bill. And I only did that for a month because soon after I, I met someone else, and I'm not going to name drop any people in this, but someone else was like, hey, dude, you know, you're we've been hanging out for a bit. You could come live with me in this apartment, and it's way more steady, not so crazy, not so many people coming in and out. Um, we could smoke. Some of the people I was living with at that time didn't smoke, so it was kind of like a thing, you know. Are you high right now? You know, going through that whole thing with your roommates is not really fun. Even though they're cool people and you like them and they're your friends, if they don't smoke, they don't get it. And that's fine. It's not for everybody. But, yeah, that was what it was. So I moved in with this guy and this other guy. And uh, it was chilling, you know. Still worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. But I started making some other life decisions that weren't so great. And I'm not going to get into those in this podcast even though i really want to i just feel like i'm not ready yet to like tell the internet everything that i did uh you know i'm on probation so if 
Yeah, that's a different podcast. But I started doing things that just weren't productive 100%. But in those things, I was still learning about myself in an area of... How do I... What's like a word for you're growing, but you're also hurting yourself? I don't know what that word would be but if there was a word for what i was doing at that time it would be this um yeah anyway i don't know so i found identity in uh you know what other people thought of me because i was talking about identity earlier i found it in shit that i had you know my things the people around me and then my abilities now I didn't really have any abilities. I had things that people wanted. There you go. Pretty much I was selling things that people wanted. We're just going to get into it. People know me. It doesn't matter. This is my story. Fuck you. This is my story. I'm telling what. It's true. It's not a lie. It's true. So, yeah, I was making untaxed money off of things that people wanted. Uh, yeah. Anyway. um. So... Yeah, I found identity in being that for a lot of my friend group. A lot of people that they knew. Soon it became a lot of people that I don't really know. It was just what I did. It became kind of normal to just do that. And it was fun. And I found uh, it easy. I found it profitable in some way not really a lot but some and then uh pretty soon i kind of felt it going away i felt that feeling going away and i stopped doing that and the damage was done already little did i know but by the time i stopped i really did it on my own nobody told me to stop i did it on my own i just kind of felt like you know what um, I also started doing stand-up comedy. That's the thing. Yeah, I started doing stand-up comedy when I was doing that also because I, you know, I was always joking around. I love that my favorite time of day is like the 15 minutes to 30 minutes that you get on break. And I loved sitting around bullshitting with some people, you know. So at some point I kind of like was like, dude, you know what? You could fucking do stand-up. That's all that that is. You're just 15 minutes of bullshitting with random people so I started doing stand-up and uh I really liked it but I wasn't good at it you know what I'm saying you know you're you know when you find something that you're like hey man I want to keep trying at this but you're not good at it right off the bat maybe you're better than some other people would be but the main reason that you're doing it is just simply because you like it so I learned that I'm an individualist in that way because I remember having a moment later after um, I got a car that kind of helped me find another identity. I wasn't in a position of power anymore. No one was coming to me for anything. But I, I thought to myself, I was like, dude, anything that you do, you kind of get good at. 
at first it was being a fucking pussy-ass Christian boy. I did that for like 18 years. I kind of got good at that. Uh, then it was, you know, running. And I kind of got good at that. You know, I went to college for it. I, you know, I, did, I, did, I got good at it. Um, the longer that I spent doing something, the better that I got at it. It's very simple. A lot of people listening to you right now are probably like, yeah, that's fucking how shit goes, you idiot. But for me, super underdeveloped in my brain, uh, I, I, I never thought that before. I just did things and never evaluated why I was doing them or how well I was doing them. I would just do things that made me feel good. I'm a big feelings type of guy. I would just do stuff because it felt good. Um, so yeah, going back and thinking about it, you know, you got good at running. You got good at being a, you know, be, being a, uh, that guy that can get things. You got kind of good at that. You didn't do it for a very long time, but you were, ex you were making bounds. You know, you were making progress in that. Now, if you do comedy, then you might get good at it. So keep doing it. Unfortunately, comedy wasn't a big enough feeling for me, so I got into using drugs. And this is where I'm not ashamed at all because I talk about it all the time now. Straight up, I just pretty much started going to the bar. I turned 21. I started going to the bar. I started doing coke. Coke's fun. If anybody tells you that cocaine isn't fun, they didn't do enough. They did like two lines and then threw up and then was like, I don't like it. Like, I kind of wasn't that kind of person. I started ex doing it more and more. And I would I would throw up and then not care. I would go to sleep because I didn't feel good. And then I'd wake up and then I'd try it again. Um, that's how addiction starts. And that's exactly what I did. I got addicted to the feeling of going out to the bar um, the notoriety that I was getting from being a fun, entertaining person. Um, I got addicted to alcohol. I got addicted to cocaine. Just like the whole nightlife in general. You know, the partying, the whole scene. And it was rough. I got really, really, like, unhealthy. I graduated high school at, like, 145. I probably got out of college at, like, 155. And then I came home. I mean, and then I started doing drugs and stuff like that, like the harder drugs, alcohol and coke. And I was, I got down to like 121. That's not super unhealthy for someone that's my size. I got a small frame and I'm short, but also that's not where I want to be at all. And I couldn't, you know, work out very much at all. Got to, I found, I found myself in a point of like, man, you're just unhealthy. You eat one McDonald's meal a day. You waste a ton of money. Uh, you know, your nose bleeds randomly because you're doing so much. And the people that I was doing it with, they were, like, they're still my friends. I still consider them my friends. But me, for me, just had to evaluate. I just had to stop. Um, But in that, I still want to say I learned from going through that. I, I learned a ton. I met people, had strange conversations with people at very in strange hours in the night. Um, I had a lot of fun. 
and I learned that again I got good at something I didn't really do the whole pretty much my whole year 21 was like bars and blow inconsistently but consistently enough that I got addicted so you know that tells you something um but I got good at it again. I did something for a period of time and I got good at it. That's not something that I would consider positive. That's not something, the nightlife isn't something that you want to get good at. If you want to make a positive impact on people around you. If you want to make that sort of impact on people, then of course, do it. That's what you want. I just implore you to try to be positive. Ask yourself big questions like, am I okay? Because if that answer is, eh, I don't know, probably, rethink it. Um, if you ask yourself questions like, why... Am I still unhappy all the time? Look at what you're doing and really analyze if it's good for you. Whatever it is. For some people, it's eating. For some people, it's online shopping. For some people, it's pornography. People have vices. doesn't really matter what it is. Everybody's got their own. So, uh, I want to see the people around me grow and get better at what they're doing. If you're not doing something positive, if you're doing something hurtful, and that's what you like to do, that's where I think the word painful introspeculation, that's where my term painful introspeculation comes from. Because... You're doing what you want. You're doing. You're having fun. You're doing the thing. You're doing what you want to do. But you're not happy. But you're not growing. But you're not really getting the most out of yourself in a positive way. That answer to your question, why am I not happy, is going to hurt. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm fucking addicted to food. <laughs> okay, dope. Yeah, but no, that's going to hurt. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, but I love, but I, but I love McChickens. But, but I want the McChicken. But the McChicken doesn't like you back. McChicken hates you. It wants you to die. Uh, cause I had a lot of fun doing cocaine, but cocaine was hurting me. So once I realized. I'm addicted. I don't have money. All the people that I'm around don't even really know who I am because I'm not sober around them. That hurt. That hurt bad. And then the corona hit. And it made me kind of double down on my decision of stopping because the bars closed. And my friends went home. And it was not ideal to hit up people for 
a substance when you're barely working and making ends meet at home at your at my apartment trying to pay the bills you know car bills stuff like that um one thing i found interesting in my life was i never let drugs take over those areas i never once sacrificed rent for coke i never once was like you know what i'm gonna pay my car bill three months late because i'm trying to buy an eight ball I always paid the bills before I got the drugs, which was weird because usually in addicts, you kind of find that everything goes out the window, responsibilities, things that you should do. You don't give a fuck about those things. <laughs> you just kind of do the drugs. So I thought, I, thought, I thought that was interesting. And it taught me something about me, which was I still have priorities. I still have morals, which was good. But I was also, I was willing to sacrifice a lot of other things, like a relationship with my family. Once I left, it was pretty much, I'll call you when I fucking need you. And that hurt my mom and my dad. Um, I had to go through that time because I had to find myself through failure and pain. Failure is your best teacher, a hundred percent. That's not a me thought. That is, a, that is known. But it's so apparent in my life and my story that every time I fuck up, I come back and learn. And if I don't, I fuck up again until it hits, until it sinks in. And then I have a moment of just absolute awe and wonder at myself I'm like you know oh that's why this is happening you know uh, I remember moving away from Colorado or making the decision to move away from Colorado Springs I was sitting in my room I was I was I had gone to work that day and I came home and I started thinking for hours. I was just thinking. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't drinking anything. I was just thinking. And it, I had a moment of, you know, uh, just self, just like a, a moment to myself, honestly. And the thought was, you know, the thought processing was, why am I not happy? You know, why do why why am I doing things but yet every time I do something it's I don't I don't find what I want. I haven't found my career. I haven't found a girl. It's really hard for me to make connections with kids my age. What's wrong? Like what's the problem? What the fuck? Oh, I think I've been doing the wrong things for my life. I think that I believe in God. And it was hard for me to admit that because I wanted to hate him. And, you know, I think that I believe in God. I think that he has a plan for me. And I think that I've been not doing what he wants. That's why I keep failing. Because I'm not even asking him, hey, God, uh, do you want me to do this? Or should I do this? Or what do you think? Is this a good idea? 
and that was the beginning of me running even more because I hated that I even had to ask someone for permission. Uh, I wanted to make all the decisions and be right 100% of the time. That's who my dad is. That's who my grandpa is. That's It's a whole family thing for me. Narcissism is huge in my family. I'm we're we're never wrong. I'm I'm never wrong. If I if I get into a situation it's because somebody else is wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm fucking right. You can't fucking tell me what to do. That mentality really is not humble and it leads to a lot of problems. So, once I realized I was a narcissist, I was running from my parents and I had turned into my dad. <laughs> It was fucking funny, dude. I remember laughing for a little bit, but then being pissed. I was like, shit, dude. I've been trying so hard this entire time to be something else. And now I literally am that. Fuck. <laughs> and it hurt again. It hurt. I was angry. So... I guess, you know, I want to kind of wrap up this podcast because one, I'm tired of a long day, but also I'm feeling it's just, you know, getting a little slow. My brain's a little slow. I don't have anything. I don't have anything to pick me up. I drank all my pop. Wait, no, there's a little left. Ah, Sugar is my cocaine. I'm never stopping. I'm Gummy worms with sugar coated on all day, bro. All day. I love carbonated drinks so much. Ah, pop is so good. And I don't even want to tell my listeners right now like what to do. I'm just trying to give you like all you have in life is moments in time. All you really own is moments in time. They're yours. You can talk about them because you did it. As long as you're honest, there's nothing wrong with it. Even if those moments in time that you're talking about are wrong. It's still yours. Like, it's still your fucking story, so fuck. Send it, dude. Don't be ashamed. If you're ashamed of it, then you haven't come to terms with it in your own heart, in your own brain. So do that first before you start doing this. I'm not... Do we? I'm not thinking about these things for the first time on this podcast. I've thought about these things over and over and over and over and over in my head. Uh, now I'm finally to a point of comfortableness in my life and in my young adulthood where I want to share it because I feel like it's selfish to keep things like this to yourself. I think it's insightful. I think it can help someone. If... if 17 people listen to this and go you know what fuck josh i don't even i feel like i don't even know who he is maybe one person goes man i relate i get it and hopefully i've been a real enough person to the people listening to this that you know nobody goes fuck josh (laughs) but if you do fuck josh i guess i'm 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 comfortable enough to say I'm not always right and I'm always not like a great friend and shit like that. But I also understand myself to the point of like 
I can't always be what I want to be. Sometimes I have to be what I am. And right now, I am on the struggle bus. <laughs> I am figuring my shit out. It's a struggle every day. Uh, You know, try to be a good friend. Try to be a good dude. That's really all I want to be known as. Just a good dude. I don't care if anybody calls me a comedian. I'm not trying to act like I'm a philosopher. I hate being labeled. And every time I try to do that to myself, I end up hating the label that I put on me. I end up wanting to break out. So um, what I've come to is I just want to be a dude and a good dude. That's the one label that I'd never have hated. I've never thought, man, I want to be a bad guy. <laughs> I just want to be a good dude, you know. Lots of my homies are good dudes. So, you know. I look up to a lot of people in my life, even though if you don't if you don't know it, I'm probably watching you through social media or just talking to people and asking about somebody that knows you. I'm probably, you know, people do it all the time, you know. You see somebody at Walmart and you're like, hey, bro, how's your cousin? Or like, hey, bro, have you ever seen this guy? Have you seen this guy in a minute? And then maybe that guy has a story like, yeah, bro, I saw him the other day. I had a flat tire and this motherfucker came out of nowhere like fucking Batman and help me change my tire that you know that that's the kind of conversations that happen around me i feel like most of the time you know you see somebody and you just ask about their life and then somebody else comes up and you're not talking shit about them you're just talking about them and that's how that's word of mouth you know so uh yeah fuck I look up to a lot of people in my life. I don't think that I have everything figured out at all. I'm 23. I'm about to turn 24. I'm going to be babysat by the state of Nebraska until I'm like 26, probably. I don't know. Maybe 25. Definitely not 27. But I don't know. For a minute now. And if you're not trying to learn from other people around you, then you're going to be a problem. You know, for yourself. You're causing problems for yourself. You don't know everything, bro. You don't know everything. You basically know nothing. <laughs> uh, the more I think I know, like, you know, I think there's a saying, it's like, the more I know, the less I understand. <laughs> and I feel like that sometimes. I feel like that most of the time. I learn something and then I get more confused. I'm like, what? Because the previous thought that I had, the previous like fact that I knew, that I think I thought I knew is wrong or it's confronted or questioned. And then I'm like, well, what do I know now? Because that was just broken. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny shit. But yeah, it's important to find your identity and uh, love yourself Love people around you. Um, just be true to yourself. You know, I've gotten to this point from a lot of help from other people. I, you know, you listen to hip-hop songs or even just songs in general, like a self-made person. I don't believe that exists. God is helping you if you don't have anybody around you to help you. 
if you find yourself in a position of success, it's because you got help. If you find yourself in a position of failure, you're alive still. So God has helped you to learn. And it is your job now to help yourself by realizing that you're not perfect. And in turn, you can help other people around you just by being a self-aware, loving, caring, empathetic person. Nobody has it figured out, though. That's fucking dumb. If you talk to a 90-year-old and you say, how, how, how did you know that you were doing the right thing? I guarantee that 90-year-old motherfucker is going to be like, well, shit, I didn't know anything. I didn't know I was doing the right thing. Sometimes you just do things and you think it's right. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But either way, you've got to keep trying. And that's all I did. I just didn't give up. I just channeled an inner 90-year-old when I'm 23. I feel like a badass right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Take another sip of my... There was actually quite a bit of this pop left, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I just thought I lost it, but no, I didn't. <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, fuck, what else am I thinking? What else do I have? I don't have to end it. There's no rules here. I get to an hour and I'm like, <sighs> I'm done. But there's no rules here. Do whatever I want. This is, my, this is my Saturday night. I get Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. So, I got shit to do in the morning. Um. Huh. I'm trying to think of like stories. Or little anecdotes that I have thought. You know, I should keep like a journal. Or something. It'd make this process a little bit easier. But anytime I think something, I just... I don't really think to write it down. I'm trying to think it through. And when I stop the process to write down the thinks, then I lose the thinks. And then I just sit there like, fuck. Um, you know, loving yourself is kind of hard. Yeah, we'll do that. As I'm getting more and more sober every single day, I found that I hate myself. But that's not completely true because I, I, I do like me. You know, I'm not trying to off myself actively. I used to have those kind of thoughts like all the time. I used to be like, dude, I hate this. I hate me. I just want to die. But now I don't really think like that. But I still find times where I do something and then I get frustrated at myself and I go, man, why am I like this? Like I'll, I'll go on a delivery from Domino's, you know, taking somebody a pizza. And before 
No. I just draw like I'll I'll just drive away from the parking lot. I won't look up where I'm going. I'll just be thinking something and then I'll like drive. And I'm like like uh, you know a certain way like a certain I'm so far down the road that a thought occurs. Where am I going? <laughs> and then I I have to like pull over and then type in the address that I'm going to and then turn around and then go back the came the, the the direction that I came or something. And then in those moments I'm kind of like, man, you fucking idiot, dude. You're so fucking stupid. Why? What the fuck is wrong with you? Who the fuck just drives away with no direction? Who does that shit? And then I kind of stop and I'm like, you know what? I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> That's kind of how you start learning. You just do stuff without any direction. And then you learn that it's the wrong thing to do. So why do you hate yourself? Why are you mad right now? Was it really that hard to get back on track? Did you really go that far off the beaten path to of no return? No, you can just go back. Just do it again. Just try it again. And that's that's relatable, right? That's relatable to life. I don't think that you ever go to a point of no return. Um there are big mistakes like if I was to run into someone while delivering a pizza, that's a harder return. It's I can't even get into my car to go back to Domino's. You know, I have to call the police or I have to be taken to the hospital because I'm hurt. Like, that's a big thing. And, you know, that's a point of, okay, well, I can't return right now. But I but still, you have appropriate amount of time to recover. You get insurance to take care of it. If you have that, you know, there's... And then you eventually start driving a car again. Um, you know, and then you go back to doing whatever you're doing. It's just a longer turnaround process. Um, that's a really stupid <laughs> uh, analogy or metaphor, but I deliver pizzas now over 40 hours a week, so that's kind of like what's on my mind. Um... You know, yeah, self love. That's what I was talking about. So, like, in those, yeah, in those moments, I do still, of course, just be like, dude, you suck. Why, what, just quit right now. You suck. But as long as you don't quit right there, then you just won a little bit, a little baby victory right there. You just won a little bit. Because you didn't give up on yourself. It's not like Domino's is going to give a fuck that much if I just stopped. If I just, you know, drove home. They are going to find someone else to drive pizzas. But I'm the one who can't pay my bills anymore. Because I don't have any money. Because I don't have a job. Because I quit. On myself. So. Yeah. I found that to be pretty comforting because I keep getting myself into situations where I just do really want to quit, but then I don't. And then I see later in the process, 
Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't quit. Because now I'm having a blast. I'm having fun. I'm having fun with it. Yeah, it's hard. But if you want to uh, grow in any way, if you want to challenge yourself, then just like doing it is like the number one thing you got to do. You just got to do it. That's where Nike was really on to something. Just do it. Yeah. Shout out Nike. It would be cool if you sponsored me. Yeah. Maybe I'll. That'd be dope. Doubt it. But hey. Still. I'm sending. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. F. Can't have too much silence. But that's how I think. I usually think in silence. Sometimes when I talk, I'm not thinking. I'm talking. You know? I don't know. I think I'm going to end it. I think I'm going to call it. I'm ha I'm struggling to find something to grasp onto. I'm going to do this again. Uh, I'm still going to have guests on and stuff. And I do love jokes. But this is just one of those podcasts where I wanted to like think and really get into some nitty gritty. So... I hope I've helped some people think about stuff. And if anything, I gave you some stories about me. And now you know a little bit more about me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, man, I, I really wish uh, Hinoa's family, you know, I, I just, I don't, they'll, They'll probably never listen to this, but, like, I wish well on them, you know. I hope that God can comfort them in their time of distress and just absolute heartbreak. And, Hinoa, I'm going to miss you, bro. You were a good dude, so this is for you. I wish that you could have been here to do this with me, but God had other plans. And I don't doubt that I'm going to see you again. So, yeah. um, On that super sad note, I'm going to end it. Nah, we're going to play a song because I don't want to just end it like that. If anything, you got to remember those people that made impacts on you. And just love people around you. You know, like there's no tomorrow. Because you don't know if you're going to have tomorrow. If you fucking love somebody, like tell your homies tonight. Hey man, I love you. I think that's important. I think there's, you know, there's, there's never fucking, like that shit is not gay. That shit is actually like strong. That's hard as fuck, dude. That's fucking hard as shit, dude. Fucking tell your friends you love them. That's important, bro. So I'm going to play a song. That is a little bit upbeat. I love you. Fucking homies. Love you, ugly gang. I love you, ugly gang. I love you guys. 
Thanks for listening to the Ugly Franco Show once again.